0: This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host, Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario.
1: Hi, everyone. It is Rebecca and Tara back from vacation. And yeah, and so this was not a podcast we were necessarily expecting to do, but I have to laugh because Tara listened to Sarah and my podcast and she really wanted in. She got really, really excited about our topic of fantasy and she wanted in on the discussion. So we decided to kind of throw this out there. So, first, I want to ask, how was your vacation?
0: My vacation was amazing. Thank you. I went to New Brunswick. So my husband's originally from New Brunswick, I'm from Newfoundland, but we met, we both went to university in New Brunswick, that's where we met, so I have a soft spot for that province. So we went and spent about four or five days there, and it was amazing. We had great weather, and we got to see all these little spots that I've really wanted to go to or revisit, and we just had a really good time.
1: Uh, Did you have good weather and good air quality?
0: Yes. Oh. Good,
1: gosh, good, it good.
0: was it rained on the day we got there, but we were traveling anyways, and the day that we were leaving it started to rain in between. It was sunny and hot, and the air smells so good, yay, oh my gosh, it smells <laughs> so good there that's
1: that, that's cool. i no, I'm glad to hear that because yeah i was I heard that the fires were still going or something, and I was worried we were going to get more uh bad air quality, but everything's kind of held, so I'm fingers yeah, crossed good. that it stays that way, but yeah, anyway, so. What do you want to say? I'm going to, just going to let you jump in and go wherever yeah, you want with your discussion. Yeah, okay. about our fantasy discussion.
0: Well, I loved yours and Sarah's discussion and conversation. I thought Sarah brought up some really good points when she compared fantasy and literary fiction and the trauma that's involved in literary fiction. I yes. like. I really liked a, a couple of points she made about that were like excellent. I think it's adorable that part of what has brought her to fantasy is her love of being part of a fandom Mm -hmm. and collecting. I'm like, that's adorable. I'm sorry, Sarah, (laughs) but that's super cute. And then when you were discussing the both of you going back and forth, I'm like, oh, I want to tell them about this book. Oh, I got to tell them about this. So that's when I like sent you a message. And then you're like, hey, why don't we record another one? And I'm like, yeah, okay, Yeah, absolutely. So here we are. So I'm going to start off with one. I would say, I think I read a little bit of fantasy when I was a kid, but not a, not a lot. Uh, this would have been my gateway into fantasy when I was an adult. And it is the Canadian author Guy Gabriel K from Manitoba, mm-hmm. which I think I have mentioned him before recently. But uh, man, I love him so much. I love his writing so much. So he is, uh, a lot of his books are set in fictional settings that resemble real places during historical periods, such as like Renaissance Italy and medieval Spain, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, One of, he's written a couple of, one trilogy that I know of and a couple duologies. One of his, my favorite books of his that I've read at least twice is called The Lions of Al-Rassan, and it takes place in a world based on Moorish Spain and concentrates on, Oh yeah. It's so good. And it concentrates on the relationships among three peoples that are analogous to the Jewish people, the Muslims and the Christians.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. Oh yeah.
0: It is so good. It is. Now the three religions, because he also describes the three religions that are associated with the three people. They bear no relation to Judaism, Islam, and Christianity mm-hmm. itself, but it's more about the relationships of the people. It is at times um, violent because there is uh, antagonism. You know, it's not a yeah, there's yeah. conflict. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, but it's you just get into his world. He his world building, even though it's based on a historical time period and setting his world building that he brings you into. Cause everything's just a little off. There's just a, there's a, a sometimes a magical or a supernatural element to it. Right. And his world building is amazing. The characters he develops are, I, I, I want to tell you everything about this book, but I will not. It's made me cry twice both times that I read it.
1: Wow. Uh, it's
0: just, yeah, it's a fantastic book. And he's now, just... I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, he's an auto-read. Soon as he publishes a new book, I buy it. It's Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, did you discover him in university? Because I know you did a Canadian lit... You did uh, classes yeah. uh, in that. So did you discover him then or... No. At, older? Or?
0: My brother, I think I was probably in the my mid-20s, late 20s, maybe even... Yeah, yeah, because how old am I now? Maybe even early 30s, actually. My brother in law gave me one of his books for Christmas. So he, uh, was this maybe, this was written quite a while ago, and I don't have the publication date for this, but he wrote a trilogy, and I can't even think of the name of it, my bad. Um, That's, it's set, it starts off in Toronto actually it's really cool mm-hmm. and this group of friends that are university students in Toronto find their find themselves in another world in another reality and it's an amazing trilogy and that's that's what introduced me to him so
1: okay and yeah we'll look that up we'll get that title we'll put it in the show notes now was this when you encountered him through your brother-in-law
0: yeah
1: uh was this out of your wheelhouse at that time.
0: Yes. Okay, I cool. I would not have called myself a fantasy reader at that time. hmm Especially this, I've, that trilogy to me is a little more old school as well. So even though part of it is set in contemporary Toronto, when they find themselves in the other world, it very much reminded me of like a Lord of the Rings kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. To it. And I may be making this up, but I feel like Kay was somehow involved with a Tolkien, the world of Tolkien, like uh with his son when he was writing some of Tolkien's mm-hmm. stuff. But I would have to look that up. I should have done that beforehand too. But so it just it very much had a Lord of the Vibes ring for me. Yeah. But he's one of my favorites. I had to I had to let you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised because you have talked about him before, yeah. and I do. I love the idea of sort of taking historical, historical time period or events, and then putting fantasy elements on top, imposing it on top. I guess I love that yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know it makes me feel very smart because I learn like <laughs> yeah, I, <agree>. I learn <laughs> some history at the same time. Or even if they mention something that I don't know, like I can then go Google it and go oh. Look at me, like reading a book I'm really enjoying and learning something.
1: And learning. I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My next author is American. It's N.K. Jemisin. I don't know if you've heard of her. I think I may have brought one of her books to the, yeah, I'm sure you have. She's huge in the fantasy sci-fi world right now, too. Let me
1: say, the only reason I recognize the name is because I just read her name. I didn't know her okay. before. but So I'm acting like, oh, yes, of course I know that name. No, I just yeah. learned it. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a powerhouse. She is. So I'm going to bring to I, I think I brought one of her books recently uh, from her uh, most recent series. But I'm going to go back to an earlier series, which is called the Broken Earth Trilogy. All three books of this trilogy won the Hugo Award. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all three. Like she's really is a powerhouse. So just in case anyone doesn't know, the Hugo Award is an annual literary award for the best sci-fi or fantasy. I went to the website. So it's thehugoawards.org. And they will list at this moment, they have their nominees listed for the 2023. And it's like a really good list. So they have like uh, novels, novellas short stories it is wonderful this is totally a different uh, an aside from nk Jemison, but it's wonderful to see the number of female writers yeah in this list and i i really i feel like traditionally fantasy has been a world world dominated by male writers white male writers Mm -hmm. and that is being turned on its head because a lot of the really great writers out there at the moment that are writing fantasy are BIPOC, yeah. female, non-binary, and it's really awesome to see what they're writing. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Let's face it. They'll have a completely different yeah. perspective uh, than the probably the traditional. So that's really exciting.
0: Yeah. And so to give you just a little snippet of this, uh, the Broken Earth trilogy. So in the first book which is the fifth season, starts off with three things happen in a single day. So one, Essen comes home to find that her husband has brutally murdered their son and kidnapped their daughter. Two, Sansa, the world-spanning empire, collapses as most of its citizens are killed. Uh, to serve a madman's vengeance. And the third event, a great rift has been torn into the heart of the earth, spewing ash that darkens the sky for years, perhaps centuries. Through this wreckage, a son pursues her daughter. So she is chasing. That's just the first book.
1: Wow. Yes.
0: And then the little tagline for the series is, this is the way the world ends again. It's such a great series! Oh my gosh,
1: yeah, that one I had on my list. I wanted to read That's fascinating. So, okay, great, and it's and it's three books in the series, so that's manageable yes. for me. Yeah, so yeah, fabulous. And I
0: think they're like large books, but like maybe four to five hundred pages,
1: mm-hmm. but not
0: like seven or eight hundred pages. Okay, you know what I mean? Like you're you're going to invest some time into it, but yeah, not a whole year
1: of your life. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a Ted Kennedy uh, no. experience. Okay, good. That's
0: right. Actually, I'm not, you read the Ted Kennedy biography. Yeah. I'm not worrying about you anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, that's too funny.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, the third writer I want to bring is Rebecca Roanhorse, another American writer, indigenous. I've only read two of her books. She also writes, I believe, young adult books and graphic novels and comics. Mm-hmm. The I've read Two of hers that are part of her Between Earth and Sky trilogy. So the first one is Black Sun. The second one is Fevered Star. The third book is coming out in June of 2024. So I will be buying that as soon as it comes out. Again, I love these books too. They're, she's built a whole world. Uh, this one seems there's a lot. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. It's kind of like I'm going to compare it to a Game of Thrones in that there's different groups; they're all vying for power, okay. and that's all I'm going to say. There's supernatural. There's magic. It's it's uh, she tackles uh, colonialism, racism. It's they're amazing books as well. Yeah. And my fourth, I'm going to bring it back to Canada. And you are familiar with this writer. It's C.L. Polk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she had her book, The Midnight Bargain, was uh, shortlisted for Canada Reads a couple of years ago. I really enjoyed that book as well. And I'm looking forward to reading more of her books. Uh, The one she is most well-known for is Witchmark, which was published in 2018 and won the World Fantasy Award for Best Novel in 2019. Oh, wow. Yes. Both- I didn't realize that. Yeah. And it's a blend of fantasy and murder mystery. I haven't read it yet, but it's been on my list too. So I've got to get around to that. Yeah. So those are the ones I just was like, wanted to bring.
1: Yeah. Now, did you look at the, you may not have even had time, but did you look at that that list I had uh, talked about, the 100 Time Magazine's 100 Best Fantasy Books of All Time, or whatever. Did you even look at that?
0: I did. Yes.
1: What did you think? Were there some titles on there you had read, or titles you had been wanting to read, anything like that?
0: Yes. So I think I'd read about 20
1: titles wow.
0: on there. Yes, I thought that was more than I was expecting to have yeah. read. Now, a lot, I haven't read a lot of the ones that I think are kind of thought of as like true iconic. One, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't read Watership Down. Yeah. There's another one there that I haven't read. But so I've read about 20. There were ones on there that are, were on my list to read. Like, the there is Guy Gabriel K. has a book on the list, but I mm-hmm. haven't read that one yet. It's in, quite in his back list. There were quite a few Neil Gaiman books on his thing, which I've read, too, which is I really liked. Yeah. But it makes me want to read more fantasy. Yeah, it really does. So
1: I know that you're doing story graph, mm-hmm. which does. What does it do it like breaks down your your reading into different like the statistical yes. analysis of it all? All so the do stats you, you could want. <laughs> yeah. So did you have you how long have you been actively really using storygraph is it just this year I have a feeling it's just this year
0: it's just this year just since January
1: yeah um, and I'm just curious do you have a breakdown and I know I'm throwing this at you without we didn't talk about it beforehand but did you do you have like a fantasy
0: percentage this year I don't have a fantasy percentage but it's so for genres
1: mm-hmm. it
0: is let me see one two three it is my 12th most popular genre that I've read this year. And I've read five fantasy books this year.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I, you
1: told me about that, about the the pie charts and the whole thing. (laughs) And I'm starting to see, yeah, starting to see more from other people. And I've decided that starting in January, I will... I, I have a Storygraph account, but I don't really use it because I didn't want to be doing two at the same time. So I mm-hmm. will next year in 24, I will use Storygraph uh, because I do love pie charts and statistics and everything. So oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, and then I'll let kind of Goodreads go by the wayside for a year and check it out.
0: Like I have right here just to get you excited. There is a bar graph, a regular graph, like a line graph. Mm hmm. Uh, another bar graph, but in uh, oriented differently, a pie chart, a third bar graph, and another pie chart and another, and two more pie charts, three more pie charts. Yeah. Rebecca, all those stats. Think of what you're missing.
1: I know exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but again, I just want one thing so that I don't have to add it to my spreadsheet, but I just want to I wish one of them, StoryGraph or Goodreads, would allow you when you add a title that you want to read to your to be read list yeah. that you could make a note where you heard the book, you know, where you heard who, like who recommended it or where did you hear f- yes. about it, you know. Yes. And did and I they don't like StoryGraph doesn't provide that, do they?
0: I don't know. Let me look very quickly. Let me see.
1: Yeah. Because that's my thing. Because if a friend recommended it, then I'm more likely to say, okay, I want to keep this on my list. Because as everybody knows, I do clean out my list from time to time. Mm -hmm. So I would keep it if a a good friend, you know, really highly recommended it versus I read a review and went, oh, this sounds really good. Or somebody on TV said it or something. Yeah. I'm more likely to keep it if a friend recommended it.
0: And I just didn't want
1: to have to add that to my... Spreadsheet.
0: I don't see it here. Like I'm trying to add a book here, and it says "Add to Up Next," "Add to Reading Challenge," "Mark as Owned," "Buy," and "Browse." Like, yeah, I don't see like any
1: little
0: spot where you could just add a note. Is what they kind of need. Yeah.
1: Okay. So if anybody from Goodreads or StoryGraph is listening to us, please, 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 please add that feature. I know we would all love it. I've read about you know other. Readers saying the same thing that I'm saying, so please just add that as a feature. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they will. Somebody will. Somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody can get that yes. message out. We'll there. hear
0: this and yeah.
1: There you go, and we'll get that. They'll get that resolved. But uh, so I am so excited and glad that you wanted to share your titles. Oh. These are great, and I'm going to also link to the Hugo website. I think that will make yeah. it really easy for people to find it. And Rebecca Roanhorse, it's so funny because I wanted to read her, but it's so funny, you know. I think what Sarah said about, you know, the trauma kind of that the the trauma mm-hmm. prose, so to speak, of 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 uh, literary fiction. That is, that I think that she like when she said that, I was like, you know, that's where I think I've got hung up this past year. Yeah. So I really. I'm just feeling passionate and excited about fantasy. But now, when you said that about Watership Down, I really do think that my favorite fantasies that I've read are animals. Because, again, I love The Red Wall. Mm-hmm. I love Watership Down. I There's something about and, – and children's picture books, to be honest, it's the same thing, right? They're all fantasy yeah. because they're putting – it's stories about animals. It's stories about people but in animal form. And I have just always been drawn to that versus like drawings of children and things that happen to them. I prefer it in animal form. So I think there's just something about that type of fantasy that I love. So I'll be looking for some of those types of books as well. But we just want to give a, I know I keep saying this, but give a little shout out to our good friend, Justine, who gave us some great recommendations, things that I have never heard of that I am excited to add to my list. And I have a feeling that my To Be Read List and Goodreads is going to change dramatically and I'll be adding a lot of those and perhaps taking off some of the, you know, literary fiction for a bit and really focusing on my, on my, a different kind of reading, I think.
0: Oh, before we say goodbye, can I throw another fantasy out that I've read recently Absolutely, that I love? Absolutely, yes. And it is a, there's like a genre called cozy fantasy. Have you read oh, these? Yes. No. So I've only read one, and I, this is a, a genre I want to delve into more. Uh, and the one that I read was called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. And it is about uh, a warrior orc who has decided she no longer wants to be a warrior. And she retires, moves to another little village, and opens up a cafe. It's awesome, Rebecca. Okay. So I wonder how long
1: that sort of sub-sub-genre has existed.
0: That is hilarious. Yep. This was the first time I'd heard of it, and this was only within the last year that I'd heard of, like, cozy fantasy. And I've occasionally seen it elsewhere now on instagram like a cozy fantasy but i haven't looked into any more books but i want to
1: you know what i'm trying i can't think of the author's name but isn't there so i don't know if this would be considered that kind of cozy fantasy then but isn't there somebody who's written a series about like a witch or something that has like a little shop or something that Mm -hmm. i feel like could fit that category of cozy fantasy
0: Oh, I would oh, like that.
1: Oh, I can't think of I mean it's right on the tip of my tongue. So just to let everybody know, if I can remember what it is, I will put it in the show notes. If I can't, yeah. somebody else might be able to figure it out. But I just feel like oh, it's somebody like a few years ago was like really, really like on everybody's to be read list for this type of story. Mm. Well, maybe just because I worked in the library, that everybody yeah. was talking about it. So I'll have to figure that one out. But anyway, we'll look that up. But I do think you're right. There's now cozy fantasy that yes. is really fascinating.
0: Yes, and it was. It's such. A, it was. A, it's a lovely book. That there's a little bit of conflict because there has to be in order to propel the story, right? Mm-hmm. But it was essentially about her setting this up and introducing coffee to this village that had never had coffee before. And then like, you know, and then she meets this, I can't remember if he was a gnome, something like that, who bakes. And he was like, I've got this thing. I think I call it like a croissant. And you know, like they're like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, and it's just as he, you know, that becomes part of the book is him building this menu for their new cafe and her finding a, Family, a group like it's a found family book as well, which I love. A found family book,
1: okay. It's like a Hallmark movie, right? Yes, yes, I think so. Yes, that's really cute. All yeah. Right. it's lovely. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Like I said, for hearing our podcast and wanting to jump in and, and give your two cents. You definitely have read a lot more fantasy than I have, and I'm looking forward to really looking into all of these titles that people are suggest- suggesting. Also on Uh, my bookstagram account as well so thank you to everybody for your titles and we will we will be having a lot more discussion about fantasy i think over the next uh certainly the next through the end of the year for me for sure so yeah
0: well i'm looking forward to hearing about what you're going to read yeah really am and thank you for uh you and sarah like propelling this whole conversation. Was it was
1: fun. It's always really, really fun to talk to her. She's, yep. she has a lot to say and she always throws out something that I think about later and I go, oh my gosh, like that really, it's like you said about the whole, you know, the trauma of, 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 um, literary fiction and stuff. And, yep. and that just, a, it's just such a different vibe. So I, we really appreciate Sarah here. So.
0: Yep. Yay, Sarah. We're, we'll have like a Sarah fandom. There, you go, uh, there Sarah. you go.
1: That's our Sarah Fandom. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. Happy reading, everyone. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On A Branch Reads. Until next time, Keep reading.